Talk Live. Coming to you live, Keene, New Hampshire. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's, a call about your, it's the show about your calls, so uh, give us a call at that number, and uh, we'll, we'd love to talk to you about anything. First, we're going to, we're going to go to a, an impersonator. Of uh, oh, but let me introduce everybody real quick. Uh, this is Mark. It's Puke and Michelle. Yep, uh, we're going to go into impersonator of Ian. I know everybody's missing Ian, our num- normal number one host, and we've we've hired somebody to impersonate him, um, and uh, because it would be illegal for him or, or against the rules for him to call from jail. Isn't that correct? What rules? I'm sure there's some rules somewhere. I wouldn't want Ian to end up in confinement, uh, so I'm making it very clear that we have an impersonator on the line. Isn't that right, impersonator, <laughs> Ian? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, how, <laughs> how do you think Ian is? Hi, Ian. Uh, hey, guys. He sounds very convincing. Yes, yes he, he does. does. sounds just like Ian. <laughs> so here I am uh, at uh, Cheshire County House of Corrections, and uh, in here on my third evening. Have you been I'm sodomized in, uh, yet? No, I don't. I don't think that happens here. Um, Have you but, been corrected? No, that's definitely not going to happen here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty much irreparably broken. So, what are but, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, you uh, you're found guilty. You were carted away. I remember I, Osborne, Jason well, Jason Osborne's uh, quote on his uh, Facebook is uh, Ian says I could really use some uh, pedrazas after this. Anybody up for pedrazas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't think you were going to jail. You know, I thought that uh, having go- you know been through so many district court trials, normally when you say you want to appeal something, they stay a sentence, meaning they put it on hold until the appeal is processed through. If they like you. They don't. Well, I guess, well, I didn't know that uh, I was liked that much at district court, but uh, um, I guess they can, you know, of course, do whatever they want to. So my saying that I intended to appeal did not stay the sentence, and they uh, they took me away to a cage, so... Um, but you said I was found guilty, and it's not entirely true. I was found not guilty on one count, which was resisting arrest, mm-hmm. and found guilty on the uh, so-called obstructing government administration uh, count, which is kind of an interesting result. Uh, it makes me feel like the jury did not do any form of nullification. It seems uh, completely speculating. It seems as though what they did was simply judge the facts in the case. That seems to be uh, it, too, yeah. I really yeah, didn't they, think, though, Ian, that it was communicated. I mean, I've had to ask repeatedly what jury nullification is because I just I haven't really gotten it, you know. And so I was sitting there and well, you were really articulate about everything and you did such an amazing job. And I was so impressed with your decorum and, and everything you said and your defense and all that. I, um, but as I sat there while you were discussing jury nullification without using those words, I thought, Gosh, if I was hearing about this for the first time ever, would it would I get it? Especially after eating pizza for lunch and having had been sitting there in that room for five hours and bored out of my mind. I mean, one woman fell asleep. Indeed, she did. Right. Well, as you pointed out, she fell asleep during the uh, <laughs> the later points of right. the, the trial, uh, not during uh, mine. But there were people there that were, you know, connecting uh, with me as I was talking with them, or at least that's what I thought. They were you know, smiling, looking directly at me. Um, not all of them. Some of them were kind of uh, not at all making eye contact. But I, I felt at least there were a few allies on that particular jury. And, uh, you know, if there were, they certainly didn't uh, make a stand or anything like that. Not a long and one. as far as communicating jury nullification, uh, there was jury outreach that happened a week prior to. And most of the jurors took jury nullification information. And it was pretty clear that they could, you know, it, 
vote how they felt, vote their conscience. Uh, if, they, if they don't think the laws are any good, they can vote to uh, to acquit. They can vote not guilty just based on their feelings. I mean, I was pretty explicit with that. So I think it would be I... interesting if, uh, if NHJury.com, for instance, uh, there's some talk about perhaps creating some sort of a jury uh, outreach form that will or like, you know, kind of like a letter that has some questions that uh, inviting the jurors to answer those questions after the fact to kind of get a look inside their head as to what they were thinking. Because my understanding, none of them wanted to be paid for a, an on-camera interview. You know, I'm thinking that um, when I when I hear this, I, I, I would imagine it's one thing to ask somebody to nullify, say, in a marijuana case where there's no uh, victim or something like that. It's some something entirely different to ask people to uh, nullify in a case where you're talking about standing in front of a police car. I mean, many people believe that if cops can't do their jobs and if the, the average citizen can just stand in front of them when they don't like what they're doing, that we could have, you know, that you're talking about chaos and eating the dog relatively quickly. I mean, that it's that kind of, uh, you know, society breaks down. Well, it could be. Like I said, I, I don't know what they were thinking or obviously no one knows what, on back, what went on back there. And I hope that, uh, you know, someday we'll be able to find these things out. As we've learned uh, in New Hampshire, I don't know if this is the case everywhere, uh, but in New Hampshire, if you have a jury trial, you can actually go before the trial and look at the, the jury uh, information. You can pull all of the names of the, the jurors, get to, get their full questionnaires that they filled out um, you know, prior to the trial, and then once the jury is selected, again, prior to the trial, you can go back to that list and get, uh, get that information. That's what I did was I wrote down details on every single juror. So if uh, anyone who has a jury trial takes that tact, then perhaps NHJury.com could be given that information and uh, reach out to these folks. And I think it, you know, the one time we've been able to interview a juror in New Hampshire, I thought it was very enlightening as to what uh, what he said. And that, that interview is up. Uh, it's called Juror Jim Tells All over at Freekeen.com. I found it very interesting. And so, for those of us, for those of um, those people in the audience who are unaware of what jury nullification is, it, it's something that occurs in a trial when a jury reaches a verdict contrary to the judge's instructions as to the law. A jury verdict yeah. contrary to the letter of the law pertains only to the particular case that before it, however. But if a pattern of acquittals develops in response to repeated attempts to prosecute a statutory offense, it can have the de facto effect of invalidating the statute. A pattern of jury nullification may indicate public opposition to an unwanted legislative enactment. So this it really is, Pro- yeah, it really provision. is the fourth, um, the branch of government, and it's it's the one that um, is supposed to safeguard, yeah. you know, us against uh, the tyranny. Which I actually of, said to the jury yeah. that it was, you know, they were the fourth and final check on government, and clearly, you know, they chose not to do so. Indeed. So, uh, what's the experience that you've had Thank so you. far in the last three days being in the pokey? Okay. Okay, thank you. Sorry, the uh, guards are talking to me. Go ahead. Do they know? Do, do they know that you, the impersonator, are on the radio? Uh, I told her I was in the middle of an interview, but she's got to leave. So, mm-hmm. no worries. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? How uh, have the last three days been? Yep. What are your conditions? Oh, um, well, I was in uh, the twenty-three hour uh, segregation for a short period of time. That's a typical thing that they do for anybody that's that's new in the facility. Uh, they monitor you, you know, make sure you're not suicidal, etc. And uh, so then they go through uh, what's called a classifications process where they determine you know, where you should end up. You know, are you, you know, suicidal? If so, you need to be on suicide watch. Uh, if, if not, then you know, they're probably going to let you out into a population unless you're a dangerous person to others as well. So at this point, uh, it took me about probably about uh, 36 hours and was put out in population last night. So I'm sitting out in the day room at the moment. Uh, some folks be- are playing chess. Some folks are uh, watching television. 
books are playing cards. That's riveting. Um, what uh, what can people do for you? I mean, people um, want to know. Well, that. they can move to New Hampshire. Yeah. And, Yay! Uh, you know, that's part of the uh, Free State Project. Yeah. Uh, Come on, people, we're getting tired lot. here. <laughs> it's a, it, there's a lot to do, and uh, you know, there's only so many of us. So we need to have hundreds more move as soon as possible, and preferably thousands over the mm-hmm. next uh, few years. So if you can move up your your plans to get here, then great, um, and do whatever activism feels right to you. Because not everybody can do civil disobedience uh, and, and non-cooperation. It's it's a pretty tough road. Um, so whether it's politics or whatever floats your boat, get on up here and, and do it. And if you don't know what floats your boat, then get up here and test the waters and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, can, is there someone, some things things that people can do for you immediately? Folks can go to mail-to-jail.com. And... Actually, you can just go to mail-to-jail.com. That, that's, uh, that's available now. So okay. They've, they've, you can do both, but it's easier to... Give the one out without the dashes. Is it but yeah, TO is in two? Yeah, mail2jail.com, uh, which, by the way, thank goodness for uh, Mike Barsky's Mail to Jail. It's, I think, one of the most useful uh, activist tools out there. And I've, I've given financially to it many times over the years. And uh, today I got mail call. And literally a stack of mail came in. Right um, on. So, That's yeah. awesome to hear. So, Ian Imposter, do you want to hold over the break and uh, come back? I don't know if you have any other questions. You're certainly welcome. I guess to. I got a couple. Yeah. Hold the line. Okay. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Lil Drums. Every bit as fun as a full-size Nestle drumstick cone and definitely cuter. Visit us at drumstick.com. Vacations are all about family time, but you don't have to leave home to have fun. Take one weekend a month and devote it to family activities. Pull out the board games and puzzles, serve up some treats, or have a picnic. Even without leaving home, you'll feel like you've really had some time away. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. We're back. Free Talk Live. Got a uh, special guest and a, an impersonator of our main host, Ian, who, who is remarkably knowledgeable, I must say. He's in the know, this yep. impersonation er <laughs> guy. First, though, have the recent debt debates drained your battery and made you feel like you're out of gas? Here's Mike Buck from Nature Bee with a plan that'll change all that in a hurry. In a quick hurry. Hello there, Mark, and hello, everybody. Nature B will recharge your battery and top off your tank. That's a fact. You'll notice a big boost in your energy. You'll do all the things you want to do. Maybe a weekend hike this weekend, jog around the park, fun night out on the town. Who knows? Better yet, you'll have a strong immune system. That'll give you better sleep and digestion. And it's all from the support from the 27 vitamins and amino acids, 28 minerals, and all those antioxidants found in Nature B plant pollen. Pure organic vegetable food, and all you need is two capsules a day. Yeah, you can't find it in shops. There's no driving around, wasting your time, or gasoline, which costs so much these days. Just pick up the phone and call toll-free and order, or, or you can order online. Right, Mike? Simple, simple. And you know what? With a money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to risk. You call toll-free or you go online. Order direct from Nature Bee in Clean Green, New Zealand. Huge six-month supplies, just ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. You order today, we give you three more months for free. That works out to be 37 pennies a day. Call toll-free, get it rolling. one 866 
866-834-8355, all the way to Auckland, New Zealand, 866-834-8355, or right now online, naturebee, that's naturebee.com. <laughs> those, uh, those folks you have answered the phone in, in Auckland, New Zealand, they're nice gals. I ordered my Nature Bee on, uh, on the telephone. I, I called the, the toll-free number, 866-834-8355, and I ordered mine, and I, you know, it to me, it, it's made, it makes my life better. That's the reason I, I pay for Nature Bee, and I, I really enjoy it. 866-834-8355, or go online to naturebee.com. So, let's uh, pop back in and uh, talk to Ian here real quick. Ian, you there? Hey, man. I can't get Nature Bee in jail. It's, it's true. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't bring you any kind of foodstuffs. Otherwise, so I'd get what? it for you. I'm Unless gonna send you, you eat some, paper. I'm going to send you some essential. I'm going to put essential oils, though, on your on your um, uh, on the mm-hmm. envelope and things like that. Yeah, so that you can smell those and get, you know, aromatherapy. Is that aromatherapy? Yeah, I did that for Mike Tyner. And it was some lavender. It clears your head up and makes you think happy thoughts. Can't they soak other things nice in paper? Touch. Acid, maybe? Yeah, they, they could. That's usually why they cut the stamps off of... Uh, of the letters, no. or actually, that's because somebody's probably hid an LSD under there in the past. But uh, anyway, so what else did you have? Uh, questions I, I'd like to ask you because you know, before you went in uh, one night, I think last week, Mark and I were in the studio with you, and I asked you if you were, you know, prepared to go to jail if that was a possibility, and you said yes, and that you would be using it as an opportunity to have like a spiritual retreat for yourself. Are you? still in that mindset and and what are you doing to uh, accomplish that oh well i mean yeah i mean you don't have any access to uh the internet here and so you know there's lots of uh, uh time to uh, to read books and uh you know, meditate if that's what you would like to do and that sort of thing i've been pretty focused on uh just doing reading at, uh, at this point uh, but now i've you know got more time to do things like uh you know, exercise and uh, etc so it's it's a completely different uh, daily routine for me. Normally, I'm focused on constantly working, and so. Are you going to uh, come out a big old stud muffin and everything with big <laughs> bulging muscles? Oh my gosh, big bulging yeah. muscles and long hair, Ian. How are we going to keep the so. girls away? <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't take long once they find out who it is. The um... <laughs> oh gosh, I'll so... kick him. <laughs> People, uh, people have you know talked about being able to help in, in whatever way. Um, can people like uh, print news articles off the internet and send that to you um, through you know your address there? Um, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can send uh, any. I think you can send any kind of like papery sort of things uh, to the the address. I presume it's over at mail2jail.com uh, at this point because I've gotten a whole lot of stuff from mail. In fact, I think a hundred percent of the mail that I got today came from mail to jail. I must have had at least. Eight to ten pieces uh, of mail, so it's just incredible. I mean, it's, just, it's an amazing service, and I, I'm so glad that it's there. Am I correct that uh, you cannot receive books directly? Those have to come from the publisher or something weird. They have to come from an official dealer, so like Amazon, for instance. Um, so Amazon.freetalklive.com. Right. So, yeah. so, well, you're not supposed to advertise that. You oh, that's go right. to shop.freetalklive.com <laughs> and use the Amazon <laughs> link. Yeah, and then use those Amazon links there. Uh, Gosh, the thing with the Amazon Sorry. thing is that uh, they can only allow me to have three books at, at a time. So anything that comes more than that, I have to put out on the uh, the bookshelf and donate to the uh, to the jail. So is that terrible? Just an, just an FYI, no, that's not terrible at all. Okay, uh, just just an FYI. If I get a deluge of books, there's a chance that I'm not going to be able to, to read them all. So all. books on sound economics, as well as um, 
voluntary, peaceful living? The thing is, they don't let uh, the inmates into the library. What they do is they bring uh, a cart around. There's a little shelf here in the the day room where I could put some of those books, um, but uh, if they end up in the library, there's a chance I won't uh, I won't see them again. So it's kind of that's a tough one because you know how is it? How can you coordinate who's sending mm-hmm. what books? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with this anyway. system, that's that's difficult. Uh, are those the kind of books you'd like to receive? I don't really, you know, I don't really care. Um, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you think. Somebody in jail should uh, should be reading because it won't just be me that will will likely read them uh, down the line. So, um, what what kind of thoughts do you wish to impart to, uh, to to people about this 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 experience? I mean, you know, what are your after thoughts? At if this you point? had to do it again, would you do it the there's same a, way? That's a good question. That yeah, that is a good question. I, I was uh, being visited today uh, by some folks and from here in the Keene area, and I think it was a demo from uh, Liberty on Tour and Comp Block that asked if if it was worth it. And that's definitely something I, I'm not, uh, I don't regret uh, what I've done. And I haven't really quite made up my mind on that. That's something that I'll have to reflect on. But it's uh, certainly something I'd like to write about and blog about in the future. I've already been writing down ideas for blog posts uh, from uh, for over at freekeen.com. In fact, I've already written on my first uh, blog post already, but I can't send it out because uh, the way things work in here, everything goes slowly. So there's this uh, canteen where uh, I can order stuff but the canteen isn't delivered until Friday, and you have to place the orders by Tuesday. So I can't get stamps uh, and envelopes until next week, until Friday. Fri- until Friday. So that, that will be the soonest that I'll be able to get a blog post out uh, out of here. Well, I was so talking I to a gal the other night um, at uh, Pedraza's about your situation, whom I'd never met before, and and um, she donated uh, $20 anonymously to your commissary. So Z is going to be, yep, so she's going to be putting that in your commissary this evening. And, wow. um, yeah, so people are definitely supporting you, and we're going to have you. Well, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund uh, put $50 in there, and that's one of the things that uh, CD Evolution is really good about, is when activists are put in jail for doing disobedience or non-cooperation, uh, it's, usually a, it's usually pretty quick that uh, the CD Evolution Fund gets, gets some funds over into their commissary. So that's, that's a nice touch. And, of course, uh, that's over at cdevolution.org. Uh, I was told by Jason Talley, who's from CD Evolution, that uh, they've already raised a thousand dollars. Not not for me specifically, but because of this incident, they've been able to you know parlay that into some donations for the fund, which is good. Cause awesome! I'm glad the money's going to do do them better than it will me. Yeah, you know, I hope that uh, well, for for one thing, we have to we've hired a guy to uh, take on some of your your uh, duties here. So um, you know, amp.freetalklive.com is another good place to uh, to. And to people look. are rallying, you know, and helping out Mark and everything. Everything's going to be awesome, and you're going to come back to a good. things being great. All right, Imposter Ian, uh, I can't hold you. I can't. I, you know, you're have just not good show. enough to hold you through to the next <laughs> break. So I'm going to have to let you go. Good luck, Ian. Eight five five four five zero free. That's eight five five four. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand, featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. Talk Live. It's Mark. Puke. And Michelle. For those of you who are missing Ian, we just had uh, an hour-long interview with uh, 
Well, with, with uh, somebody who sounded a lot like him, I gotta say. Sure did. Wow, what a good impersonator. <laughs> he probably um, gets paid a lot to I, uh, go to colleges and stuff like that. I know. <laughs> I know how uh, people have missed Ian. So uh, you know, we brought in an impersonator for you. Um, for those of you who uh, would like, you may go to cam.freetalklive.com. There is a uh, camera of us there, a chat room. You can uh, see what it looks, what it's like to do the, the the show here and watch us talk on microphones. If that's what you wish to do, <laughs> riveting stuff, and uh, and chat with all the nice people in the chat room. <laughs> mm. So um, it's as I have said before, it's the uh, show about your calls. So we're going to go right to the calls, but first, public choice. Why Politicians Don't Cut Spending. Using public choice economics, or the economics of politics, Professor Ben Powell shows how voters rationally ignore what politicians do. It's rational to ignore what politicians do, and he's going to explain why. This leads to concentrated benefits and dispersed costs and favors the recipients of government payments at the expense of taxpayers. So go see this video. I've watched it. I picked this one specifically because a I know Ben Powell. He's a great guy. B um, they they've got graphics and this explains uh, why politicians don't cut spending very well. You can go there to learnliberty.org/ftl. While you're there, check out the right hand side of the page. That's the Learn Liberty Academy link. You can click on that. It's a course for people who want online continuing ed- education in economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. This is a really great resource for those who want to expand their abilities in the area of uh, explaining liberty to those people that they love. Let's go to TSA George. TSA George? Hey, Mark. How are you? Well, uh, uh, um, as um, on the same day that Ian was getting put into a cage, I, I helped um, keep another guy out of a cage, or oh, help convince a coworker to. Yeah. Well, tell, right there. Some, tell me about was it. Was that in your job capacity as a TSA worker? Or? No. In fact, it was pretty risky what I was doing. Uh, basically, what happened was this guy showed showed up at the uh, our checkpoint, one of the checkpoints where I was working employee at the time, this employee checkpoint, and um, this dude comes in, comes up and he and he's just like oh, completely um, torched, <laughs> for asking for direct, some directions and. You get to smell the um, Acapulco gold pouring off his pores. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> and um, it was like, right as he was st- um, waiting around for a friend of ours, uh, actually, no, he was going, he goes off to go look for his friend, and they're supposed to be coming on, on some flight he was picking up. Uh, one of my co was like, you know, we should, he was like, we should, um, you know, call him on the guy right there. He smells like weed. I was like, and I turned to him and I, I turned to my coworker and asked him, um, one, have you ever been a cop before, a DEA agent? And he's like, no. Then I asked him, well, then they're going to ask ask you, they're going to want to know from you, how do you know that that's weed? There is no way for you, for you to know what weed smells like without admitting to having broken the law. Do you really want that kind of attention on you by the management? You will get drug tested every week if that happened. That's a pretty good point, frankly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I have to explain it, it. It was like, you know what, you're and right about that. And also, our point was like, dude, also, you say you, you call yourself a conservative. Do you really want your tax dollars going away to lock some, some hippie kid up like that with, with the deficits the way they are? And it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know? Wow. <laughs> and um, Yeah, no. <laughs> That's a... Uh, yeah. 
It's you know you make some really great points and you did uh, you save some poor stoner uh, from some jail time perhaps. What if yeah, you'd been at his fish concert? You could have smelled it there. Yeah. Well, mm. then again, it, but, conservative but at a fish concert. What the smell was? Not touche. Right? One thing. No, George, you can. That, other people can smoke it and smell it. Mm-hmm. That's true. One thing, George, that I think is really important is to bring everything back to a principle-based argument. It's um, because those are the ones that are going to hold out, and they'll also uh, resonate with people in other circumstances. Is ev- if everything is made personal on an agenda agenda basis, then people have a hard time, um, you know, cross training for lack of a better term, that into another topic. For example, if you are um, an advocate for marijuana and you say to someone, well, don't you want to be able to smoke weed? Don't you want to be able to get high? Don't you think that you should be able to do that? Da, 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 da. Then then that you might win them over on that argument. But if instead you discuss that what you do with your own body is um, is your own business, your own business, then it translates into everything from whether or not you can drink raw milk, whether or not you can smoke weed, whether or not you can eat fat, whether or not you can smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, take vitamins, and it becomes, you know, the platform for everything that you can put into your body, not just marijuana. So many mm-hmm. so many people get, you know, tongue up on their own agendas and then they're just out seeking their own good constantly and can't um, relate it to other people's liberty. And it's not just about my liberty, it's about Everyone being able to express their liberty. Easier said than done, Michelle. Considering that most of my coworkers are status, you do <laughs> you do know where I work, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I just I just think that I you mean, know, first cause principle theory just you know will win out in the end. I think. You yeah, know? they're great points, and they might not have worked in this situation per se, but it is good to you know come from the most I mean, sort of liberty yeah, standpoint. I did convince him that it's just like a waste of time and resources to lock someone up over that anyway. Over overall, so I think I kind of want him over there, and I'm going to try to work on this dude because he, he he seems like so, sort of liberty minded ish, kind of like he might he might be open to the thing. That'd be kind of cool to have more than one, uh, you know, screener at the airport, you know, going like you know what we're not going to lock lock this guy lock you know rat someone off we find guns on this bag for example. Well, I've got to call it a victory, George. I and, and you know, thanks for doing it. I, good job. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And, and I hope, like I said, I hope Ian gets out soon. Um, I was wondering, is there going to be a vigil at the judge's house or something like the last time? I hear he lives way. I hear he lives way, way far away. Um, you know, people have talked about doing all kinds of different sorts of civil disobedience. I couldn't say entirely. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Is really the short answer. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. So um, I'm just kind of wondering, if, if Michelle, if, if the guy made an argument from first principles, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that I think you're right that you should give people the, 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 the basics. That way they understand them. But I kind of wonder in the case of a guy who works at uh, the TSA, if that's a good idea, if, uh, you know, if, if for whatever reason the bosses find out that this TSA agent is a subversive who believes that people own their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, how would that go? And I, I don't know. I, I frankly don't right. know. I, I think they have to have some ideas that, <laughs> that mm-hmm. George might be a subversive at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just always wonder. I, I just think that everything, that the, the foundation of everything is so important, whether it's 
um, you know, you have to know your ABCs to learn how to read. Mm-hmm. Two plus two is four is the basis of math or what have you, you know, that the, if you are rooted and grounded in those foundational principles, then it is so much easier to make, you know, the other leaps um, from just what your own personal interests are, you know? And so I think repetition you know, you own your body, you own your body, you own your body, you own your body, <laughs> you know, and then and start with that and then say, for example, you, I notice every day at lunch, drink raw milk. How is it different that you get to drink raw milk and someone else wants to medicate themselves with marijuana or someone else, you know, wants to eat high fat diet or someone else, wants, you know, and, and so I think um, tying it into whatever is the, the agenda of, you know, the interest of the uh, the person you're talking to is important to make it personal to them. Sure. But just, you know, hammering those, those foundational principles. Is hey, you know, I, I see value to it. And if it's uh, presented properly, I'll bet the, I'll bet there's, um, you know, I try to do it naked. Well, that couldn't hurt for you. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's properly confuse everybody. If I do it, <laughs> it's foundational. 603. Excuse me. I'm giving them the wrong number. 855-450 free, free talk live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Free Talk Live. It's Mark. Puke. And Michelle. You know, uh, we've got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pepper you with uh, different co-hosts all along the way here. Puke, I want to thank you for coming in. Certainly, you're welcome. I have nothing else to do on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are a man in demand, you know, so, uh, you know, dragging you away from whatever. If I wasn't here, I'd be next door drinking and smoking. A cigar, anyways. There you go. But instead, you're hanging out with a couple of now. I have a microphone. Middle aged people (laughs) uh, ranting and raving. Do you uh you you have some website uh, doomsdaydevice.com or something like that that you like to plug, isn't it? Yes. Well, that's my photography website. I'm a serious amateur photographer, I guess you could say. So if you want to see some photographs, go to dooms-day-device.com. And if you want another website, I uh. Myself and some friends here in New Hampshire have also started our own podcast since oh, really? the, oh, yeah, yeah. the whole Sunday thing uh, with the FTL Sunday shows being is Mark only Is that Puke and the Gang? Yes, it is. It's <laughs> Puke and the Gang, and you can go to pukeandthegang.com. We currently have two episodes up. Search us on iTunes at Puke and the Gang or Twitter us at Puke and the Gang. I can't believe that you managed to get that URL. The pukeandthegang.com wasn't snatched up already. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and I I did not choose the name. It was foisted upon me by the wonderful denizens of the Free Talk Live BBS. There you go. <laughs> See what democracy fun. will get you. <laughs> so we, we've been taking calls, and you can call in at 855-450-FREE. But um, let's jump into some show prep, Michelle. Well, you know, we've been talking about police and constantly in there, how they've overstepped and overreached um, the what one would consider the the scope of their of their um 
job description to serve and protect. There's no shortage of that. Right. In Beverly Hills, a um, a police uh, group uh, blew up a man's computer that was left behind and unattended at a talent agency office. The, the man. Po- hold on. The police blew up somebody's computer. Yeah, and all of his his. Uh, He's a screenwriter. Okay. So his well, entire script. Likely yes. they blew up an unattended bag, which is, of course, a bomb that will kill us all. Yeah, that's what they I said. can't tell you how many clients' offices I have left a briefcase at. Yeah. I mean, I spent a good portion of my life selling radio, sort of, you know, not door-to-door isn't the right word, but, uh, you know, visiting local businesses, helping yes. them with their, their marketing plans, uh, selling them the radio uh, for, you know, one of many sta- the myriad of stations I've worked for. And if they blew up my briefcase every time this happened, <laughs> right. I would really, really be in bad shape. Right. Used to go to a lost and yeah. found, you know, or yeah. behind the, the secretary or receptionist's desk or something. But they detonated it as a safety precaution. That's nuts. Yep. Well, I have read a lot about the Taliban targeting, what was it, a marketing agency? Yeah, marketing kind of agency. <laughs> they, they don't want uh, the, the great Satan getting right. good marketing. Yeah. Now, this was on Rodeo Drive um, and Little Santa Monica Boulevard. and. The several streets were closed and nearby businesses were evacuated, causing traffic jams in over the area. Over a, a, a forgotten briefcase. Yep. I mean, yep. this is this is something that has happened. It has happened to me uh, maybe a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I and, and this is just me. How many other people does really? That's what we got to do. Somebody forgets it because the cops really can't do anything else. They they you know they're yeah. on once once they're called they're on autopilot when it comes to it could be a, you say it could be a bomb it could be a bomb it bomb get to call the bomb squad bomb 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 and that's <laughs> you know that's 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 how it goes. Mm-hmm. But I you know I'm just so stunned at whatever receptionist must have just been so angry at this guy that she's like, oh, I don't know what could be in that Or briefcase. just sadly frightened. Like God. Little Everyone's frightened. Creature. Everyone's scared. Fear. Fear. Obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is ridiculous to think that nobody would just be like, hey, did this guy go to the bathroom? Or was this, was this Mr. Johnson? So he just left. Maybe he forgot it. Right. Maybe I'll look inside to see if there's a name. Right. But the first thing you think is, Hey, there's a bag I didn't see before. It's a bomb ah, and run away. Right. <laughs> Somebody wants to bomb my uh, marketing agency. Yeah, because that exactly. makes sense. A that's ta- pretty. A talent agency. That's a lot yeah. of humor right there. Agency. Yeah. And how many how many millions of dollars were spent by the police and city organizations? How many millions lost by the city or the companies there that were shut down and people right. inconvenienced all for a stupid little, you know? I don't know. I, I just don't know. What are, are there any quotes <laughs> from this poor guy who got his briefcase blown up? Um, actually, no. Uh, he said that just that he was distraught when he learned what had happened to his briefcase. Uh, what I find interesting is how did they let him know that his briefcase had been detonated? Either I suppose he might have called the agency and said, hey, I left my briefcase behind with my laptop in it, in which case the receptionist told him, oh, yeah, it was detonated because we thought it was a bomb. Right. Or they contacted him and said, by the way, we detonated your briefcase because it was a bomb. In either case, I mean, this was only done uh, a day ago. So so it's not like they held on to it for a while to even, you know, give someone an opportunity or well, a chance. It could be a bomb. You can't yeah. hold on to bombs, right? Bombs, right. bombs, and bombs. They, well, they have all this technology. They have the little trailers with the bomb-proof thing on the back. Why couldn't they just pick it up with a robot, put it in the bomb-proof thing, mm-hmm. and then wait, see if anybody shows up to say, hey, this wasn't a bomb. Yeah, I mean, like you, you told me that you um you joined the military because you wanted to be able to blow things up. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So I don't know anything about bombs or detonating things or, or you know, taking them apart or anything. Mm-hmm. I would think that they would have some sort of scanner to be able to see what's inside as well oh, absolutely. as they for, do. They check have, for phosphorus or whatever is the well, stuff. They, they have mobile x-ray things and things called... Uh, Oh, what is it? Like multiple spectroscopy, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. They have lots of uh, things with large words Mm -hmm. that can detect stuff far away. You know, little chemical sniffers that can detect gunpowder in the air, things like that. You think that'd be cheaper than uh, just buying the bomb truck? Right. It probably would if they just bought one of those and stuck it on a robot or an RC car and drove it up to it. Yeah. But that's that's not what governments do. They want (laughs) to... They want to, you know, they're boys with toys. They want to blow things up and have their tanks and run around. Yep. And and also Whee! it wouldn't invoke the true. kind of fear that... Yeah, maybe this, that, this is know, what this they is, want. Maybe yeah. they like people being afraid and calling the cops all the time. And mm-hmm. You'd think they could security. get a, a little robot. One little robot that would, uh, you know, you could go up there and scan it with whatever, find out whether or not it's a bomb. If it happens to be a bomb, and so far it hasn't, because none of them have. Uh, the mm-hmm. government's out there blowing up yeah. uh, light bright machines, uh, blowing up children's horses. The only horses. entity ponies, that yeah. is blowing anything up with bombs is the United States government. Uh, but yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Else, well, there, there are other governments that are doing it too. Um, but governments are the thing, you know, no wonder they think everything's a bomb. Right. Uh, you know, True. so up to this point, nothing's happened. If the little robot finds a bomb and picks up the briefcase, puts it on itself and rolls outside and then kablooey or whatever it does. Yeah, they have all sorts of... Um Devices in Iraq right now that detect roadside bombs without having to blow them up first. It's once they know it's a bomb, then they bring in the explosives and destroy of it. Because when they, if you detonate it in a in a knowing matter manner, then it won't you know kill somebody because you've evacuated the area. But that's the whole thing. They identify it first before they go through all the rigmarole of evacuating and setting up the bomb and the bomb squad and this and that. Well, but, is, hey, they don't have to pay for it, so whatever. I, you know, I, I <laughs> used to live uh, – in the town I used to live in, they had a bomb truck. And, uh, you know, the guy who – the morbidly obese man that was the bomb squad <laughs> right. guy did nothing. You know, Absolutely, yeah. He was just the bomb guy in Manatee County, Florida, where they have no bombs. Yeah. And Most of the time he probably destroys, you know, ammunition somebody found in their garden or a grenade that somebody found in a – Ducting or something. Something you know? ludicrous. Just absolutely bad. It's also it's also a great point though. You said the guy had a script or something on his laptop that he lost. With the yes. loss. He's, he's a tremendous. A that's yep. a that's a great point, people. Back up all your information and have it in a separate location. Yeah. If it's something important to you and it's on a computer, those are mechanical devices that will fail at some point. Back up your information. You, it's the truth. You know, this is um only kind of related because it's, you know, about money and police. But um, in my own situation, you know, where we've talked in the last couple of weeks about me getting my vehicles stolen by the police, et cetera. Thus far, I've, oh, I've had to spend about $400 to private towing companies to have my vehicles, you know, towed, et cetera. And Moved I've, about. Yes, and I haven't given any money to the state. I'm going Moved to court on those not things. not under their own power. Right. Because <laughs> they'll move just fine. <laughs> right. But I calculated what I would have spent over the last two weeks had three weeks now had my vehicles not been towed and had I been free to move about and between getting mulch for the yard and flowers and going out boating because it's one hundred seventy five dollars every time I fill that up with the gas et cetera I didn't spend um, about almost three thousand dollars I did not put three thousand dollars into the economy I see because you know, I, I have a pickup truck 
Yeah, I don't have a truck to drive around. around. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Well, if there's one thing we don't need right now, it's a booming economy. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, I'm like it's dying doing, yeah, to spend fine. money and go get flowers for my yard and have parties and go shopping. The government shopping wants you and... to spend it directly on it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the most of it. Since the government is supposed to be there to distribute wealth, mm-hmm. you spending money directly on the government is the most efficient way. Rather than them having to tax the businesses that, uh, that they would get the money from, it's just much more efficient if you just go ahead and give it to them. So that's mm-hmm. what they'd prefer you Why do. does the mob threaten people instead of opening a business? <laughs> because it's, it's easier, easier to threaten. <laughs> but the mob has at least uh, valuable services to offer. Well, the government uh, offers <laughs> services uh, the same as the mob does in a coercive manner. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. Brought to you by SACL CAI, that phone number. This is Puke talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle. <laughs> and, you know, as, as, as some of uh, the astute listeners might realize, Ian's name wasn't on that list. Our uh, main host, what? Ian, yep, is on, uh, we're on day three of... Uh, well, not really Ian List, because he called in earlier. If you want to get the archive, it'll be available at about oh, 11.30 this evening, p.m. Eastern Time at freetalklive.com. You can, uh, we talked to Ian for about a, a half an hour. And, um, you know, go, go grab that archive. But uh, we, um, in the last hour, we were talking about a little situation where the Beverly Hills Police Department decided to blow up some poor dude's briefcase because he left it at an office building and I guess they decided that that made Could have him, been a bomb! Yeah, made it dangerous some way, shape, or form. If you want to comment on this, uh, you know, have you ever left anything in an office? Has anyone ever, ever... I mean, this is ridiculous. Have you ever left anything anywhere, ever? Right, I mean, that, <laughs> nuts. It, it could be a bomb. Anything you leave anywhere could be a bomb. You know, speaking of leaving things places, uh, I was in Egypt and Cairo with um, Aziza and Omar when they were just babies. Aziza was two and Omar was six months old. And, and um, I had him in like a, one of those front carriers and had Aziza by my hand with, you know, diaper bag, camera bag. And yeah, you're purse, loaded down when you're a you mom. Know? Right. And um, no stroller. So I was just carrying all this stuff. And, you know, Cairo Airport, it's huge and lots of people. And Aziza um, got, she pulled away from my hand and there were so many people she like was gone Mm -hmm. and i of course panic right this is way more congested than lax or anything and people and i don't speak the language and everything was crazy so i dropped my things right where they were my camera bag i had my passport on me and some money and my baby in front of me just dropped my stuff and went looking for took me an hour and a half to find her oh my Oh, yeah. Hmm. And um, the police had taken her off to the side so that someone walking by that knew her would go, Aziza, but anyone else would not think. And they were playing with her. They didn't make her frightened or scared or whatever. And, you know, I was, of course, crying and panicked and whatever and and got her and um, then went back for my things, thinking, of course, they were going to be gone. But they weren't. Wow. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment just sitting right where I'd left them Hmm. in you know, one of these Arab countries where there are terrorists and dangerous they hate us and around. dangerous people and everything. And it's just. Well, I, you know, 
that's that's an amazing story. I would have. That's, I'm stunned. Hour and a half it took it took you to find her. Yeah, it took me an hour and a half to find her. Uh, did she run off that far? No, there were so many people, and she's tiny, right? Sure. So she's just kind of in the thing, and and I guess the police had you know seen this little girl, and she's in her dress going la la la, you know, just yep. do her thing. And um, I, I suppose that they probably they didn't speak English. Sure. And I couldn't very well, you know, what happened to you? Is he's a I was playing. I was playing. <laughs> like yes. so I couldn't, you know, get to well did they take you to the front? Did they take you Do to the immigration? Where did they yeah, to happened, No, right? I just had no idea. I was just at that point very grateful and and um my then husband was on the other side waiting for us. He's like, What took you so long? I bet he was. Yeah, and I explained him and, and he's like, Oh yeah, she was fine. In LA they probably would have thought the kid was a bomb and blown her up. <laughs> Apparently in Beverly Hills, she could she could have had a bomb sewn into have. her. We know how these people are. Well, They'll... sadly, isn't in Israel that has happened before? Palestinians have used children as suicide bombers. Yeah. I know they've. Uh, or somebody young, has. Somewhere I've heard of it. I don't like toddlers. Well, oh, really? maybe not toddlers, but like I don't know, somewhere under Five, ten. Six. Yeah, I, I know they've. I know they've certainly used young people. Yeah, but I didn't know how young they they chose. Pretty certain. I know I've seen a photograph or something of it once. At least a suspected child. I know in uh, Vietnam they had talked about uh, you know young kids ca- carrying uh, yeah, you know, hand grenades up to uh, and blowing up GIs. Yeah, I guess you know that to me that's a bit pretty big sacrifice to get one soldier on the other side. Well, know. if it's not your kid, <laughs> well, what uh, do you that's do, what steal? I assume. I don't. Well, they're all orphans. It's war zone. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. I, yeah, I guess. I guess it's 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 possible. Yeah. Well, speaking of that happy note. <laughs> Yeah, kids that uh, have bad things happen to them. In Monsey, New York, a family of four from Florida visiting relatives in New Jersey got an unwelcome surprise at the customs gate, all because of some forgotten fruit and vegetables. The oversight site was an expensive one that has the family fuming, reports CBS's two's Sean Hennessy. I don't have to be traumatized like this. Nobody should have to be traumatized like this. Sorry, Steinberger said. Sorry, and Peter are livid after what they called an overreaction by customs agents at the uh, Newark Liberty Airport. They were told they were had violated a federal crime for getting, get it, are you ready? Wait for it. An apple, a tomato, and three cucumbers Bastards. In, in their son's backpack. For me, it was like, you know, what you see on TV. Yes, this is like what you see on TV. In the news, where these crazy government bureaucrats... <laughs> Go, crazy. go after citizens and you know normal people and and charge them huge fines, $300 fine for having three cucumbers, a tomato and an apple in their backpack. They couldn't just say you're not allowed to have this and throw it away. They have to find them as well. Suri says <laughs> I I thought I was going to be handcuffed. Then they they'd have my kids. It's a good thing he didn't say, "Hey, what are you doing?" Then he probably would have been. That was that would be Peter, but the yes, uh, so Suri just started to cry, she said. The run-in with the customs agents happened Thursday at the end of a long trip from Israel. Suri packed the vegetables as a snack for her boys. Let them eat it on the plane instead of eating garbage, Suri said. The problem was she didn't sit with her husband and two boys on the flight, and Peter didn't know the produce was in the bag. Mm. So when the declaration form came around, Peter said he checked no on all the boxes. Customs officials told the Hennessy strict rules are for agricultural integrity. And the passengers have multiple opportunities to amend the customs declaration form. I have no idea what they mean by that, except for the fact that they, they say you should have. I'm sorry, the uh, the websites are refreshed right here at a really convenient time. Oh, don't you love that? 
<laughs> the um, I can hardly imagine what it's like for this family, you know, just packing a good lunch for the the boys. Um, so he says, I have no idea what they mean by that, except the fact that you uh, should have been looking at the posted signs, Peter said. While the uh, passengers were stunned by the strictness, others said it was par for the course. Other countries do it. They're pretty strict. I travel a lot for work, and I get the same thing, said Christine Colella of New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hey, if it's good enough for the Nazis, it's good enough for us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here's the, you know, so somebody, people will tell you the United States is the freest country on earth, but... But it's because this this agriculture was um, fresh. Had they been carrying a, you know, with those those prepackaged Lunchables that have mm. absolutely Garbage. zero nutritional value in them and are, you know, contained in plastic, uh, no. that, that would have been okay. Yeah, because that is sterilized. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the danger or the so, you know, what they're trying to prevent is foreign, uh, non-indigenous creatures, mm-hmm. yeah, from getting, you know, into this country and creating some sort of plague. But it's just ridiculous. The customs uh, did say that it's up to the discretion of the officer to destroy the product or find the traveler. Discretion, um, discretion this family said, was sorely missing given the customs sheet showing the prohibited items and their $300 fine. You're coming off a flight after 19 hours. You're all flustered. You don't know what you're um, we don't know what world you're on. The first thing on your mind isn't what vegetables are in your backpack, Peter said. The family hopes what happened is a lesson to others that even an innocent mistake at customs, maybe a costly one. The Steinbergers said they didn't expect to get their money back, but do plan on taking the case with higher ups at customs. I, you know, this is <laughs> sometimes. I, one time I went into California, and they got like these checkpoints uh, for for produce there. In California, uh, yeah. When you go into the state, wow. Oh Absolutely. yeah, because of all the agriculture. Yeah, even going. I didn't like- know they had them in between states. Oh, yes. Definitely. I had some uh, vegetables or whatever that I had uh, stopped off at the grocery store and gotten and was, you know, they'd ask you to declare all your vegetables you have. And I told the woman, you know, I got some right here, eating them. She's like, don't mention those. So she just let me go through. Huh. And, you know, this is to me, this is absolute utter. Um, I mean, these people aren't terrorists. Right. The idea it sounds, that they would find these people is disgusting. Well, clearly, it sounds like it was up to the discretion of the guy that found him, you know, the agent or whatever. And maybe that he was having a, a bad jerk. day. Maybe he didn't like the fact they were coming from Israel. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Something what like he likes. that, you know? Who knows? And he's just like, I'm going to get these. But this people. whole at their discretion thing, you know, so it's very whimsical and very. They should tell their agents, you know, don't you don't do this to U.S. citizens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to anybody. Free talk live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Is Mark with you? 
Puke here. And Michelle. Who's that number brought to you by, Mark? Sakel CAI. The great fellows over at Sakel CAI. <laughs> That's right. Jason Osborne and the crew. Awesome folks that bring you the uh, the phone line here. And uh, frankly, <laughs> our oldest advertiser. Been with us for a very long time and supported Free Talk, Free Talk Live through thick and thin. Jason's a good guy. Indeed he is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, go, uh, let's go straight to the phones here and, uh, and take some calls right after this message from Jurisdictionary. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. In fact, it's a, it's a good course to have if you have your own attorney just to make sure that they're on task and doing what they say they're going to do. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the 4CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it online. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course jurisdictionary.com remember to use the pull down menu when you check out let them know you heard it from free talk live they have a uh, they have an affiliate program that you can get involved with and actually make some money jurisdictionary.com all right let's go to the the phones we got tony in ohio tony you there yeah i am so what were you, uh, you what, doing? excellent what would you like to talk about uh i was just going to bring up a story here uh, in uh, newark ohio which is about 30 miles east of uh, Columbus, city about 40,000. They had a bomb scare here a couple weeks ago with a woman who had uh, apparently, apparently she passed a uh, FedEx drop box and thought it was ticking. The the drop box was ticking, okay. (laughs) The the drop box was ticking. So they ended up uh, evacuating, I guess, all of the downtown and most of the downtown area. And, uh, of course, what it is is on these FedEx uh, boxes, they have a little dial. And when the driver yep. it says either not picked up or picked up. Okay. And so he flips the dial when he picks it up, and then it, and it says, you know, picked up, and it slowly moves back to saying not picked up. To let you know that, hey, I have made it here before the pickup, you know. <laughs> I can drop off my but package. I, was just, I thought the funny thing was is, you know, what kind of technology did she think they were using for these bombs these days? Well, that's I mean, the Hollywood. That's right. Like an alarm clock? Yeah, with the, a, the Hollywood bombs tick. Real bombs do not. <laughs> yeah. Modern modern bombs use electronics yeah, only that don't give away. Bomb. Only yeah. bombs in Hollywood tick. <laughs> or blink. Or can be, uh, you know, uh, fixed by moving the red wire and not the black wire. Yeah, 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 so, yeah I've always wondered, which one do you clip, you know? Well, whatever it is, the the bomb maker is going to change the color of the wire. Oh, it's just so bizarre! Yeah. Use all black. They would, you know, they go ahead and uh, you know uh, evacuate the entire downtown, disrupt everything because you know nobody can figure out the ticking FedEx box. Hey, well, anyway, the worst the worst part of this but... isn't that the woman thought that this was the case because you know I I, supp- I can I can understand why the average citizen is educated about police work by uh, television. It's that yeah. the cops right. would be willing to go along with this. Well, hell yeah, let's blow up a FedEx box. I haven't done nothing today. <laughs> with blowing up stuff. They're not gonna blow up the FedEx box. That, that crap never gets old. FedEx, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing else to do. All you have to do is watch Young Boys with Firecrackers to know that mm. everybody wants the opportunity to blow some crap up um, once they, uh, you know, get a little older. I, and plus, what it's about. Plus, can you imagine the uh, S storm if they did not blow it up and it turned out to be a bomb? You know, then everybody would be like, oh. Well, imagine the S storm if everything was a bomb, though. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, this is the same excuse that they can always use for everything. Yeah. I mean, th- this means that I can go find any policeman and say, I think that's a bomb. I think that's a bomb. And I think <laughs> that's a bomb. And th- th- at that yeah. point, they, all, they have to blow them all up with that, that line gonna, of logic. It is the so line of logic they use. I wonder if I could say, I think that you're a bomb. <laughs> I'm going to go into Walmart's luggage section and just scream, everything is a bomb here. <laughs> That's where the clever terrorist do drops his bomb off. Next to the Samsonite display. <laughs> All, every every piece of luggage must be a bomb. It must be. you will tell the TSA agents, I think that lady's pulling a bomb. 20 years from now in the future, nobody will have luggage because it will be associated with bombs. Everyone will just carry around big piles of laundry bags. Everything will be clear. Yeah. Well, uh, schools do have some of those policies. Yep. After the Columbine shooting, some schools implemented no opaque backpacks. They all had to be clear or mesh. A clear backpack. And I think all the all the lockers were are too. You know, in some schools. That's what it is. Everybody has to be treated like a third grader, and then finally we will be free. Then we'll finally have the freest country in the world. As opposed to finding out what it is that makes people go insane, certain people are just crazy, yes. But, you know, there are also a lot of things that are catalysts. Maybe we should try and find out why they do that. Tony, thanks for the call. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> so, did you did you see the movie um abiding Cit- uh, what was it law abiding citizen yeah i don't know i don't yes i did it. you did what? the the story of um, a man who was had was an inventor and his um wife and daughter were raped and murdered and um and he thought that the justice system had failed so he decided to take matters into his own hands huh. you know but you you know you see how, what would push an ordinary person beyond you know, their limit and everything. And, and I think that it would be very unwise of anyone to say that that couldn't happen to them, you know, because people right. have breaking points, you know, that they do. You know, I mean, this is this idea that um, you know, they, they run around and blowing everything up. They've, they've, they've blown up so many, we've talked about so many different stories from uh, children's toys to light bright machines, uh, you know, promotional items, uh, they even had their own traffic. The, the, the Boston the police traffic counter, even yeah. blew up their own traffic counter once. It could be a bomb. <laughs> I mean, even though it belongs to our own organization, <laughs> you know, that's that's good police work there, Lou. I'm just baffled by this, and you know, you never know what they're going to be blowing up next. This this poor guy in Beverly Hills, he had his briefcase blown up with his uh, manuscripts in it, and it, I seriously doubt they're going to compensate him. Well, how could they? Oh no, a manuscript never. is either worth. Millions, but, but for the laptop, even also, you but, know what I mean. Just ugh. they're just going to say, "Well, you should have known." Well, his right. laptop honestly could have been lost at this agency. He had no no reason to believe that it would have come back. But it's sure. unreasonable that they would blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's just nuts. Yeah. And if you can imagine, this is a man's life life's work to some extent, or at least you know a year's worth of work or something like that, and just have it kablooey. I mean, still, it's you know probably nearly a thousand dollars worth of property. That's just not, the, no small amount of change. Yeah, just the stuff. I, I and you can you can see how this would make people think. Wow, what a bunch of incompetent boobs that just want to blow crap up. <laughs> uh, you know, all I have to do is hear the story. They haven't even blown anything of mine up. Yeah. And this is 
you know, it's slowly but surely popping the rivets on whatever legitimacy that, uh, you know, these law enforcement agencies have. I understand why they react the way they do, because it's all about cover your butt and let's blow something up. Well, I joked about them blowing up a child, but I mean, how long is it until that happens where some cop gets spooked and he's like, well, I thought the child was going to harm me somehow. And they'd be like, okay, well, it's Well, they're doing that to 14-year-olds killing them, so. Several stories of tasing and handcuffing kids under the age of 10. Several stories. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, there you go. This is Puke. <laughs> Michelle. And Mark. We, uh, got I won't be correcting you or reminding you of anything, because I can't even sa- say sickles. I say, I think sickle cell anemia. Sickle CAI? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, sure I, they want to be uh, <laughs> associated with some uh, well, I just don't say awful it. disease. <laughs> Puke, you've got some uh, story there that you've uh, you've been chomping at the bit to share. I do? Yeah. I have four of them. Which one would you like to hear? I, we discussed cheese. <laughs> hey, did you know that American cheese is neither American nor cheese? <laughs> I did know I that, don't think actually. this is going to go a whole segment, but I'd sure love to hear what you have to say about it. All right. Well, um, I found this article about American cheese, which is technically called processed cheese product, I think. Um, and it's just... it's. Something that I hate. I don't know why Americans love things like white bread or American <laughs> cheese. Wonderful. And it's just, it's like, I think it stems back to like excellent marketing in the 50s and 60s, and people just through familiarity, it's the reason that a lot it's of people say, for you. Yeah, a lot of people will associate Bud Light as their beer because it is plastered everywhere. You know, Budweiser has amazing marketing and it's everywhere the king of beers yeah and it's familiarity you want to you know choose something that you know so processed cheese product was actually invented in switzerland in 1911 by a man named walter gerber however a very smart man named james l Kraft, uh what's that last thing grabbed the american patent for the processing method and it was his company that created the first commercially available sliced american cheese singles which hit the markets in the 50s so there's you can also thank the american patent system for this poor guy in Switzerland who invented it, and then somebody else stole it from him and said, "Ha! I got the patent first. It's mine." That uh, you know, this is absolutely happens to people. It's disgusting the way that uh, the intellectual property laws are implemented in this country. You know, there's intellectual property itself. One can one can debate the uh, the the exist. You know, what, the the need for the existence of this stuff. Yeah, but 
the implementation, I think that no one argues that this it stifles innovation. It steals from people. Yeah. It's a real, real mess. It, it is definitely a Specifically mess. Specifically patents. I mean, patents are even worse than copyright. Um, you know, there's a, there's a difference between patents and copyrights. Yes. But the, fa- the very fact that somebody has uh, patented the human genome, meaning that your <laughs> DNA right. is currently under patent. Yes. Um, somebody has patented the crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Which is ludicrous. Yeah. Because um, it's something that anybody can create. So every time that you create a crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you are infringing yes, that person's infringing. patent. I would like to copyright my name. Um, you can copyright, well, uh, you can trademark people, your name. Yeah, people trademark. have tried to trademark names. And right. trademark I mean, has to do with uh, sort of the shape and the presentation of it. Well, if so, I could just collect on all things named seven. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, I said gonna I would have a hell like. of a time with this. <laughs> right. But there are ludicrous things like that that occur. Where things Indeed. are trademarked mm-hmm. or patented, and it's just ridiculous. And you can read about it all the time in, in blogs, like technology blogs. Yeah. Everybody's suing everybody constantly. It's incredible what goes on. It, basically, if you make enough money yeah. in the technology industry, that means that some other company that uh, has dubious patents yeah, will they're... sue you. And because of patent, the you know the the civil courts, the way they work, I believe it's in East Texas is where most of the patent work is done. Really, um, is you know the, it, they're so messed up and designed to extract money from people. Yeah. They're not designed to you know, to get justice. These courts are designed by lawyers. Yes. They're populated by lawyers for the intention of getting lawyers' fees. Yeah. This makes perfectly good sense once you start thinking about it. There's no justice in this crap, and it makes just makes more sense for these companies to pay millions of dollars to make this deal go away. Well, they're, they're entire, companies, it. entire companies that their sole existence is to somehow get the patent first, and then they sue the companies. I'd you say know, it's thousands. Crazy. I don't know how that works. And but, thousands of companies. Right, that and it's sold the, pur- the whole purpose of this. And that just, utterly stifling. That is, you know, people will say that, that internet, um, intellectual property is intended to, you know, uh, protect innovation. It does nothing of the sort, especially in this area. If that's what it's for, the ones that the laws that we have in this country are failing. They're failing miserably. Right. And who's going to reform it? The lawyers that are making millions of dollars doing it? Oh, yeah, these guys are tripping over themselves to reform these laws. In this day and age where you have information everywhere, there's no reason that a person cannot make arguments or document somehow like online that I came up with this idea first. It's mine. Well, this um, I do this thing called Zumba, which I'm I'm sure I'm going to have you. Yes, dancing. Have you both out in the street doing? Yes, it's going to happen. Exciting. Boner Joe's already signed up for it. So, oh my. You know, yeah. In any that, case, that um, just convinces me. <laughs> <laughs> I um I went to this, you know, conf- one day conference and and um it was great. I had a blast. It was like 7 hours and and then at the end, the woman who led it was talking to people because a lot of the people that were taking the doing the conference are going to go be, you know, teachers or whatever. And um sh- she was talking about how Beto Perez who started Zumba has um you know, they have patents on everything, and so you can't put the Zumba logo on anything. And Nike just got uh-huh. sued by them because they were advertising one of their shoes as Zumba shoes, even though they didn't have the official, you know, okay. And so I, in front of, you know, 30 or 50 people, made the argument against intellectual property rights. And they thought I was, you know, crazy, of course, and right. and kept going back to, no, but Beto, he, he did this. He, did, he invented salsa. He invented the merengue? I don't think so. You know, this idea that people have um, that, you know, they they have invented this, but then they give no credit to anyone behind them. Sure. 
Yeah. And it's just hypocritical. I it's, don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, right. How do, you, how do you say that this idea solely belongs to me? Because right. once you give the idea out there, it's, you know, it, it no longer belongs so, to you. It's I, out I, there. I am of the opinion that... Um, that when it comes to a uh, a trademark that you are committing fraud to represent your product as someone else's yes. product yes um, but it's it's not theft it's fraud indeed which means that it's perpetrated against uh, the people purchasing it so if for instance people bought nike's zumba shoes thinking that beto martinez uh, somehow had authorized and uh, and and paid martinez for the, is that the only spanish name i don't know i, I mean of. it could have been rodriguez but i, I think it began with an m <laughs> yeah. perez perez um it is actually i believe the most uh, popular spanish name perez. Oh. <laughs> the um if they thought that he had authorized this, then they were being defrauded, especially if they um, the term Zumba was you know written in the way that Zumba right. is, is right. written, which uh, it wasn't. But yeah. So um, you know, I think that it, it you know the claim is it has merit, but it's somewhat dubious. Well, um, then you get into the silly, silly things like Apple sues other companies because they have the word "pod" somewhere in something. Yes, Apple think- has the iPod, therefore the word "pod." Can never be used ever again. Yeah, I think that that I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> it and is. There was a big fight uh, between Apple Music and Apple, the computer company, at one point over yeah. the use of the name, and I think that's Beatles. ludicrous too. The idea that I can't name my company Apple, I mean, they 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 named their company after a fruit that's been around for yeah, thousands, right. tens of thousands of years, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands. Who knows? And it might make sense if it's a if it's something like Xerox, which yep. was created by the company, but. Yeah, you named your company after a fruit. So how is that patent uh, trademarkable or whatever? If it's one ridiculous. believes in this concept that, uh, say, books and music need to be trademarked, copy, or copyrighted, um, and that uh, you know the the person and their descendants should make that kind of money, one really needs to ask: Well, should the all the descendants of the the bard that came up with the story Beowulf be getting a payoff every time a high school student has to buy that book to to read? Right. I mean, to me, that's that's ludicrous. Uh, real quick, have you ever wondered how we could possibly fix the debt crisis in Washington? Sure have. Jet, Jeff Moran, of uh, Harvard economist, makes it real clear what the problem is and proposes a solution. You can go see this video and several others of our favorites at LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. When you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link on the right-hand side of the page. It's a course for people who want free online continuing education in economics philosophy liberty and rights it's learnliberty.org slash ftl and i think that these courses uh this this course and these videos are really really great ways for people to get sort of the foundations of liberty and to be able to tell other folks about this spam your friends well the fact is you can put it on your facebook and these videos are so good and so short that people will watch them whenever i put a video up on facebook i always tell people how long it is because i don't Uh, like 30 minute videos yeah free talk live hi i'm mark craighead founder of crossbreed holsters are you looking for a concealed carry holster Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com.
Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. If you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit your website, whether it's for better search results and the search engines, advertising, or just to get your message out. You need all the hits you can get. Mobstohits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Will it break a kneecap? <laughs> a fam- it's a family-friendly web web traffic exchange. FTL.mobstohits.com. Uh, we can riddle your site full of views, and uh, you can even make some money by joining the family as an associate. You sign up for free at <laughs> FTL.mobsterhits.com now. A free one-month upgrade if you sign up now. Uh, actually, they have all kinds of benefits. This is just the one, one of the big ones. It's a free month, oh. one-month upgrade if you sign up now. Uh, but they have all kinds of benefits. Listeners with liberty-oriented websites can get anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 web hits for free. Find out the details at ftl.mobsterhits.com. I'm going to have to look them up. If you've got a blog or something like this, I have a podcast. Thank you, Dawn. There you go. Dawn? Dawn Mark. I don't know what that means. The Godfather. Oh, okay. Dawn Mark. You're the Don. That's right. Mark is not (laughs) one of those names that really flows off the old Italian (laughs) repertoire. You know what I mean? It's it's Tony. (laughs) That's... um, as it may, as the case may be. <laughs> so, um, also, check out the archives at archives.freetalklive.com. Uh, we have archives going back to 2006 for free. That means whole shows, uncensored, uncut, complete, in their entirety, for you, for free. Commercials and everything? Archives, they do have, uh, they do have commercials and everything. Huh. But some shows will give you one hour in hopes that you'll pay to get the other three or something like no. that. Free Talk Live gives all of them Sneaky. to you for free at archives.freetalklive.com. Dot com. There's a proposed rule at the Federal Department of Transportation that would require farmers to get commercial driver's licenses. Now, you know how farmers... Awesome. I love high-priced food. <laughs> you know how farmers drive those big tractors out on the road, and um, you know sometimes, as a matter of fact, children as young as you want can pretty much do farm work, especially if they are your own. Yes. And uh, if you are the farmer, you probably have those big tractors, and your children probably drive them. I know I drove a tractor at very, very young ages. Um, I, I, I would imagine lower than 10. Yeah, so did I. Um, you know, I, I, my dad had me doing the unenviable job. It seemed like fun to me, and I always I loved doing it. That's probably why I got to do it, of uh, dragging the pasture, which uh, was taking a bunch of old tractor tires tied together with chains and some fencing, and taking the cow poop and spreading it around, essentially. Mm, so yes. you just drug... Fertilizing, yeah. Yeah, just, just drug the cow poop, poop around. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm getting to drive a big thing with an engine. I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go in circles. No yeah. problem. And I would do this, uh, you know, day in and day out. Had Kids my, are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they find joy in different things. <laughs> to a child, it's a new thing. Yeah, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Glad we've got those guys. And now they now. can be beaten in the face with billy clubs for doing it. Yeah. This is part of the Department of Transportation. Wants to adopt standards that would reclassify all farm vehicles and implements as commercial motor vehicles, officials said. Now, this means that you'd have to get a commercial vehicle license, which, of course, is meant for truck drivers, which, of course, has all its questions aimed at truck drivers. Which also has a lot of restrictions, drug testing, uh, keeping records, 
You know, like all sorts of insane regulations and liabilities when really you have a CDL time. license. This is a really good time to interject that, well, I don't believe in having driver's license <laughs> and registering vehicles, people. Period. Can we just get on board with that and just all say no together? One, two, three. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, my kids, yes, there's the social security issue, social security number issue, and that is a problem, I guess. But, um, you know, my oldest son is really strong and really competent and can, you know, uh, choke set trees and tear them down and plant what is a gardens choke and set a tree prepare it to be uh chopped and hauled away okay. and it's very dangerous and gotcha. um so in any case there he's got these skills and talents and would be very handy on a farm can muck stalls and what have you and he went out and he looked he went and asked 30 different farms this year here in new hampshire and and uh barns for a job Mm-hmm. And I thought that for sure he would get one, you know, work under the table and what have you. You think? No one would hire him because he didn't have a social security number and no one would hire him because he doesn't have a driver's license, even to drive on their property because they were afraid. And they all said, we would love to hire you. Are you kidding me? And we're not even going to encourage you to go get a social security number so we can, uh, you know, mm. proud of you for what you're doing, but there's just no way we're, you know, we have the government's honest constantly and, and um, with the restrictions on, raw milk, raw food, and whether or not you're growing a family-sized garden or for production and whatever. It's just restriction, 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 restriction. And um, The government really uh, had it. <laughs> yeah, loves putting restrictions on businesses, and, and farms are businesses, and every restriction you put on a farmer yep. raises the cost of food. Uh, let me go on with this. The proposed rule, uh, rule change would mean that anyone who drives a tractor or operates any piece of motorized farming equipment would be required to pass the same tests and complete the same detailed forms and logs and logs. Yep, there you go. Logs, required of semi-tractor. Lots of them. Yeah. Um, semi-tractor trailer drivers. Drivers would keep logs of information, including hours worked and miles traveled. Vehicles would be required to display DOT numbers. A CDL in Virginia, this is in Virginia, this, the story, costs $64 for an eight-year uh, license, $8 per year, not including the cost of any in, uh, instructional class and the written test. And this is what's so ridiculous. Uh, you know, part of, part of one of the many ridiculous things about this is that you would take a class aimed at driving a semi in order to be able to drive a tractor on the road or even anywhere i mean they're just anywhere oh tennessee's just not gonna like that at all (laughs) well i mean there's a lot of tractors driven in a lot of places my town i mean (laughs) you know when i heading in town sometimes i get caught behind a tractor right (laughs) a vehicle that does 25 miles an hour is pretty dangerous If the uh, DOT reclassifies farm vehicles and implements as commercial vehicles, the federal government will have regulatory control over the farms, uh, the nation's farm workers. Yay. Estimated at over 800,000 by requiring them to have commercial driver's licenses. The possibility worries uh, county farmers and others in Halifax County interested in agriculture. I have a CDL, says uh, Nathaniel uh, uh, farmer Ronnie, Ronnie Waller here, uh, but very few farmers have one. This is just another bureaucratic hurdle for the farmer. The word bureaucratic pops up a lot of this story. Huh. Imagine that. It's hard enough fighting Mother Nature, insects and all, and now we have to fight the federal government? Hey, Ronnie, <laughs> you've been fighting the federal government for a while. Yeah, don't we all. In fact, you probably had your hand out for subsidies, too. Uh, we're getting um, mm. more rammed down our throats, and I could see repercussions across the nation. This move is another inane gesture, in my opinion, Waller concluded. Yes, I'd, I would have to wonder if he has any problems with the federal farm subsidies that he likely gets for planting certain crops. 
Right. Or not planting anything. Yes, or not planting crops. <laughs> Bruce Pierce of uh, the the Halifax County Soil and Water Conservation District agrees with Waller. It's absurd. They're being regulated out of business. I can see where you need to take the precautions if you uh, take these things on the interstate or something. Pierce said driving a tractor on a road, it's not like driving a semi-tractor trailer down the highway. If it, if it passes, there'll be a lot of citations written and it'll create a financial burden on the farmer. Many farm workers are migrant workers. They don't have driver's licenses. If this thing passes... It'll be detrimental in the agricultural business, said uh, Jason Fisher, the Halifax County Extension Agent for Forestry and Natural Resources. We're going to get a bigger fight and from uh, all a, a bigger fight from all other places. So uh, I'm sorry, is this a federal? You said this would be a Depar- yeah federal Department of Transportation uh, sort of rule that they're looking at. And these are the local guys, local government workers, are you, saying this is nuts. Yeah, you're talking about like anybody who's been to Iowa or Oklahoma or Nebraska somewhere, all of those county roads out where the farms are at are straight for 43 miles yeah. and nobody's on them how what you I, know I it's just a, some bureaucrats like oh, i'm gonna make me some money you know Woo. i can't tell you how many calls we've had over the years from uh, people who are older that would say you know when i was younger i'd drive my dad's truck from you know here to there to the store he'd have me go get something or you know pop Pick or up cigarettes. cigarettes and a bottle of gin well yeah. I, I don't know if this, i don't i don't know about the gin but they certainly did they'd go pick up cigarettes he did they yeah. drive these cars you know 10 11 years old when i was six i would sit on my dad's lap he'd work the the pedals and i would drive we had a a, a longer a long driveway yeah. and i would steer and it wasn't straight and i would steer down the driveway he didn't go fast and I, this was six years old, yeah. and I, you know, I, so I got. I, you start getting trained. Country boys just learn faster, folks. And well, that's what I hear. <laughs> they, they get all that instruction from the roosters. I'm pretty certain it would be more safe to wait till everyone was 21, and then, bah, now you can drive. <laughs> well, and be, have no familiarity whatsoever with the process. I think it might actually be safer. But what would we lose in the process? No, it's not. The dumbing because, down of our children. Yeah. The, My uh, kids have to drive 10,000 miles with me before I give them, mm-hmm. let them get a license. Yeah, Familiarity makes it safe. Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great... Julius Caesar and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk Live. It's Mark. Puke. And Michelle. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is that free? It is toll-free, yes. I mean, wow. it's, it wasn't free to get or anything like that. Well, obviously. You know, we were talking about um, here bef- before we went to the break and uh, you know came to the top of the hour about new rules that they're implementing for farmers um that the the idea that a farmers they really and, don't have anything to do with farming not the the rules yeah the rule i mean it has to do with 
implements of farming, but right. I mean, well, uh, it's driving tractors, and I think it's yeah. driving tractors on the road. They haven't been very clear on that, but it makes the most sense. Yeah, somehow I, I it wouldn't be surprised that they, you know, the government probably wants to regulate the driving on the dirt as well. The now usually when people use the term farmer, they kind of mean the person who owns the farm and is responsible for the farm. But it's also the farm hands. Anybody who would drive a tractor would need to have over eight hundred thousand people in the United States would need to have a CDL, right. a CDL that would teach one someone how to drive a, a semi, and have nothing to do with tractors. Right, would have to be required. Um, and this is a federal rule, not a uh, not a not a state stupid state proposal. This is a stupid federal proposal. And what does it fall under? I mean, the I suppose the interstate commerce clause maybe is how they're able to. Oh, this won't even be pa- this won't even be a law. It doesn't have to be constitutional. It's not even a law. It's a new rule proposed by the Federal Department of Transportation. So you know, this is going to be voted on by your Congress critter. Well, I wonder what your the legislative rules. slug up in uh, Washington. <laughs> this is going to be slimy. Best. This is just the, this is just bureaucrats saying, ah, oh, this is a good idea. Well, there's, I wonder what sort of regulations there already are on driving tractors, because I know that they are required to have the little triangle reflective thingy on the back of them. Uh, I wonder if you have to have a normal driver's license to drive them on the road. Um, and but I believe in this state you have to have an agricultural plate, which is a very cheap plate ah. that you can get, but you have to have uh, you know, have to have some some level of inspection on the vehicle every year. And you're certainly already not allowed to drive such a vehicle that only does what twenty five or thirty miles an hour on the interstate no. or real highway i mean these are backcountry roads or country two-lane highways it's it's a ridiculous I'll proposal go. but they're gonna they're gonna make money on it that's likely where it came from and somebody is gonna get some sweet political credit absolutely the 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 deal now i'll finish up this story in just a second but we've got nick from illinois calling in on this uh issue nick yeah yeah puke said something during this that set my brain off he said uh, awesome i like high-priced food uh, I listen to NPR a lot, and just the other day I heard a short program segment about whether or not farm subsidies are to blame for American obesity by making food too cheap. The conclusion they came to was that the net effect of American agricultural policy was to actually increase the price of food. But uh, as I listened to it, huh. I thought to myself, these guys are completely missing the point here, because in the process of coming to that conclusion, they listed a whole bunch of completely conflicting uh, schizophrenic policies, uh, you know, ones that pay farmers to grow more corn and then others that pay farmers not to grow things. Uh, like, uh, I think that one is a leftover from the New Deal's Agricultural yes. uh, Adjustment Act like 70 years ago, and it's still yeah, on the, the Dust book. Bowl <laughs> or something. What was that? I said from the era of the Dust Bowl mm-hmm. 80 yeah. years ago or some such. Yeah, it amazed me that these conflicts and the utter insanity of the agricultural policy system were not even addressed. The the correspondent or whoever was telling the story just skipped right over it and kept a laser focus on answering that question of whether or not farm policy was to blame for obesity. It, it amazes me that these issues don't even get addressed at the national level through voting. I, I swear, the, the political system seems to almost be engineered to make sure that these problems never get addressed until they become unbearably burdensome please you know, elections Nick, only happen with what please go to learn org slash ftl <laughs> and watch the public choice why politicians don't cut spending video by ben powell he explains exactly why this is exactly why people don't check these things uh, why uh, people don't huh. care about it they they are not incentivized to do it yeah that's what it all boils down to it's amazing it's stunning that people don't care but people really don't care I wonder how many people just don't know. Uh, that too. Oh, yeah. Because that's definitely like a, America ignorance control. is bliss should be the tagline on the flag. You know. 
Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about intellectual property earlier. I also heard an NPR program talking about patent trolls, and that's the name of uh, yeah. companies that just buy up patents and then sue everyone for yes, them. Yes, that's a patent troll, yeah. Oh. Uh, how was many a... people actually even know about those? But, you well, know, again, no, nobody ignorance. who's in the, not in the technology <laughs> industry, really. I mean, that's not the, the kind of thing that they would approach uh, you know, in, in their day-to-day lives. The guy who delivers the packages for UPS, why would he have to know that? Yeah. I bet they know who... What's that Jersey Shore show, Squiggly or whatever? Yeah, it's Snooky. Snooky. I bet they know who that is, though. Mm. We're all doomed. (laughs) We're all doomed. (laughs) Nick, thanks thanks for the call. Uh, 855-450-FREE. It's a sickle CAI call in line. You can go over there to uh, learnliberty.org slash FTL and see that video, Public Choice, Why Politicians Don't Cunt. Cut spending and has my friend Ben Powell in it. Uh, gives a great uh, explanation of it, and you'll finally understand why people are not plugged in, why people don't care what politicians do, and yeah. why politicians huh. do it, and why people and why special interests are so powerful. Um, so when you're over there, check out the uh, the Learn Liberty uh, the Liberty Academy. It's the links on the right hand side of the page. There, it'll uh, well, it's a course for people who want free online continuing education, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. Let me go on with this article uh, regarding the the farmers and the proposed CDL license. It would be stifling to agriculture. Um, This is uh, Jason Fisher from Halifax County, the extension agent for forestry and natural resources. So this is uh, one of the local government bureaucrats saying, this is nuts. I want to be an extension agent when I grow up. (laughs) For the producers here, we're looking to do things to help them to maintain their farms. CDLs? Wrong! would mean additional costs for the farmers. Scott Crowder, Halifax County Farm Bureau president, agrees with Fitcher. I think this is absurd, he said. It's just more federal bureaucracy and another infringement on small business. Crowder said farm tractors and other machinery on county roads is a common sight in uh, most rural areas. And this is true. I mean, even where I live, it, this is common. When you live in a rural yeah. community, seeing farm equipment on the road is just something that's part of life. He said, if this thing passes, it'll create more uh, strain on small businesses, and that's what farmers are. It'll affect their bottom line. Call your congressmen and senators, he concluded. And start growing food in your backyard. It doesn't hurt. Um, Absolutely. I think think everybody right now should be looking at uh, a victory garden because – I don't think this economy is going to pull out of this this nosedive anytime soon. I don't hear answers coming from these politicians. Um, I uh, clearly, uh, you know, people. Do they there was have a, answers? There was a recent uh, poll. Uh, you know, people were talking about uh, the the economy. I don't have it sitting in here in front of me or anything like that. It would take me a while to find it. But basically, I think thirty three percent said that Barack Obama inherited this problem, and I would agree right. with that statement. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that he's absolved from uh, you know responsibility for it. He's done nothing to fix it. Well. He's done, He's tried to fix it, but he, his plans don't work. He inherited the fire, so just because he's pouring gasoline on it, that's you know, right. let's ignore that fact. Or that sand, or something that doesn't anything work. Effect, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> sand actually might work on a fire but if you put if enough you smother of it. it. Yes. Well, I, I <laughs> I'm constantly baffled though that people are still under the impression that the government is actually efficient at solving any problems, any problem whatsoever. I think that the government could solve this problem if that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, but okay, they so can't the, because the government their... needs to default on all its loans to start with. I I don't I think that uh, probably some of the first step would be to it, the government 
would be able to pay down its loans if it just cut spending by, I think, I think they're over by 40 something percent, cut spending by 50 percent across the board. Everybody who runs everything needs to cut by 50 percent, bam, um, or, you know, some some plan like that. And at that point, they would at least be working on paying off all this uh, government debt that they have. They could do it but if the they wanted to. But the budget was balanced back when Clinton was president. It did. Yeah, it did. So, you know, it went from there to not being balanced. Yep. And, and it's been it's nowhere near balanced now that uh, mm-hmm. Obama's been in, mm-hmm. in office. I mean, and Bush, too. Both of them responsible. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah, yeah, indeed, there was a budget surplus. And what that means is for, I think it was two years or one year, they actually paid money against the debt, put, put money towards the principal kind of. As, but as Congress did vote in themselves uh, pay raises. No, they deserve a raise after yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Free talk. I give life. myself a raise. <laughs> Me too. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the sickle CAI toll-free line. If you smoke cigarettes, you know they're not good for you. They're delicious. Yeah, well, oh. sorry, Puke. They're going to kill you. If you've been thinking about uh, giving the e-cigarette a try, Puke, you should. I quit sm- cigarettes. Do you just uh, smoke cigars? Yeah. Are you I inhaling them? No. No, that's crazy. No, yes or no, yeah, no, no, no. Is it no? You don't inhale cigars. That's insane. So, so you used to smoke, but you're still getting nicotine. What through your lips and stuff? Oh yeah, it's still absorbed through the nasal, but not much soft palate and stuff. Yeah, not as much. Okay, but if I were gonna quit. I'd go into one of them e-cigarette things. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm surprised that you're able to go from smoking cigarettes to uh, just pulling cigars into your mouth. I, I switched and uh, from cig- cigarettes to cigars, and I inhaled those darn cigars. Yeah, but I, I, I smoked one cigarette a day. Oh, you didn't smoke much. I was a weird cigarette smoker. Gotcha. I used to be also, and, and until a few months ago, I don't. I'd smoke like uh, two to four cigarettes, and that was it every evening. But then I start partying with all of y'all, and uh, oh yeah, pork for it, pork. When I did smoke cigarettes, Pork Fest was the devil because oh for gosh. weeks or months after that, I would just be because when you party, you smoke a lot more. Right, and Pork Fest is a lot of partying. Yeah, for a lot of different people, that's for sure. Well, um, e-cigarettes, not, not not near the problem. They're 22,000 times healthier. And if, someone would, and if someone would send me one of these, someone, you know, one of this guy here advertising, <laughs> I believe, said that he would, I'd be happy to try it and I'll let you know what I think. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to talk to him. Um, <laughs> didn't talk to me about it. Pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. Um, so, And you can go over there and you get a free starter kit, free uh, purchase 40 cardamizers with the coupon code FTL. Um, that, so when you get the starter kit, you have to uh, use the coupon code FTL, um, add on the 40 cardamizers, and you'll get free shipping because all orders over $60 uh, uh, free shipping plus the free uh, starter kit with the, the 40 cardamizers. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. You know what's crazy is the people that freak out over those e-cigarettes. Like Every once in a while you see a news story about somebody that uses one on an airplane and mm. It's just, you know, all hell breaks loose because people think somebody's smoking a real cigarette and the guy's like, no, no, it's just vapor. It's not a real. And they're like, ah, no, it looks like one. You can't do it. Yeah. That's it's so weird. That is funny. You can smoke them just about anywhere, but every once in a while, you, I mean, there's 
I, I'd say airports and airplanes are probably the worst just because of the, the people and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I do believe that you could hold – don't quote me on this. I haven't tried it. I do believe you can hold the vapor in your mouth to the point that it, it sort dissipates. of dissipates. Ah. And I, I suppose you'd get all the, uh, the, the nicotine out of it mm. that, that way. Um, and then there's nothing to blow out. Yeah. So therefore – If it is just water vapor. Then. If, if somebody sees – the really the disturbing part to people is the seeing something come out of your mouth, the smoke-like substance yeah. coming, come out of your mouth. That's what really uh, uh, throws everything off. Oh, for the good old days when everybody could smoke. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I, I personally would prefer not to be on an airplane where people are, are, are smoking. Yeah, I know. That must have been awful. <laughs> I'm watching the show Mad Men now. It's on Netflix. and It's a show about uh, people in the 60s. And wow, everybody smoked. Or Even at least in, on that show. In my first do. flight over to Europe in 85 or 89, 90, um, there was smoking, and I can remember. I can still remember the smell of the Frenchman sitting next to me. He had not bathed in so long, but he had the cologne on. Plus, he was smoking the cigarette. And it, it was, was just a, like, oh god! It was an olfactory experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of flights, though, have you all heard of this man who consumed eight alcoholic drinks on a flight from Portland to New York? Oh, I know where this is going. And Portland, Oregon. Okay, and. Pissed all over an eleven-year-old girl. I did on purpose. He was drunk, and he thought she was urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard a story about it. there was a bat got loose on an airplane the other day. Like a like a vampire bat kind of bat. No, like a a bat. A, you know, a bat. baseball bat or <laughs> sorry, a vampire bat. No, bat. A, a bat got loose and a slithered about. A no, it's just a, a, bird. The, a flappy, flappy bat thing. mammal flying mammal thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I heard that the first... Apparently they cornered it in the bathroom and then they actually turned the flight around and came back and then shoo <laughs> the bat out. And uh, I would be pissed if I was on that flight because like, once the guy or whoever got it shooed into the bathroom and they shut the door, right. who cares? Right. Tape the door up. <laughs> yeah. Get the stewardess to put some tape on it, say this one's closed. When we get to Albuquerque, we'll open it and shoo them out then. Who cares? But, were they concerned yeah, about, oh, well, maybe the agriculture people yeah, right. were concerned That's that probably, he was going to be bringing, he was going to be bring pooping some yeah. his stuff from one place to another and then it was going to... Who contaminate knows, the 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 farms. Why These can't anything fun happen. like that happen to me when I'm on a flight? I just I don't want that kind of fun thing happening to me, frankly. Uh, you know this this kind of thing does happen. Is uh, you know sort of as the world gets smaller, people travel from place to place. The indigenous you know life is becoming you know uh, polluted. There was a situation yeah, the Nile it, perch I was watching, and uh, you know they just ate up everything in, in Lake Victoria. They previously yeah. couldn't get there, but somebody said, "Let's put some Nile perch in Lake Victoria. It'll be a great idea." The government, of course, and it turns out it wasn't a great idea. And now uh, no. Nile perch had taken over, and they're you know this invasive species. Well, that's like kudzu down south. Yep. I'm sure you're familiar with yep. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This There's is, the guy that released a cat or something or a couple cats on one of the cook islands or some crap and they, the cat ate, ate all everything. the birds yeah you know yeah it does it, it is a problem but uh pythons it's, it's are getting happen. loose it's in crazy. florida and oh, live in there scary. and stuff i mean but aren't those just pets those are crazy rednecks with their uh, well they were pets 
And then what you know the, these things grow up too big to keep. But and, what would be more awesome than a crook or alligator and a giant boa constrictor fighting it to the death? I believe that there's a video or a picture a picture of that on the internet. What happened? I'm sure um, there is. Bro. And uh, <laughs> I think the the it looked like the the boa constrictor came out a little better than the the, the crocodile in that Ooh. particular instance. Also, uh, Oscars. Uh, I I what you know, tropical fish? They're called Oscars. Oh, okay. They're I think I'm, sort of yeah, this I ugly. They're little like the little bulldog. fighter fish or something. They don't really yeah. fight, but they eat things. Um, yeah. So people. Can Consider them aggressive, but yeah. they're really a, a relatively calm. Not they're not a particularly aggressive carnivorous fish. They're just hungry. Yeah, they are very hungry, <laughs> and they people will you know have them in their fish tank. Say you know I don't want, want this anymore, but I don't want to kill it, so they'll toss it out in the the water in Florida. Yeah. And they live there, and they've <laughs> grown into. Apparently, they're quite the fighters. Um, huh. Not so good tasting, as I understand it. But the, these things happen. Yeah, people are stupid. <laughs> I never understood that. You know, I can't. Because growing up on a country road out in Arkansas, uh, people would, instead of either taking pets they, they didn't want to a vet or killing them, they would drop them off in a sack at the end of our road. That's where I got all my childhood pets from. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. That explains a to, lot about yeah. you. But I mean, it, is it more cruel to kill an animal you don't want with a with a shotgun to the back of the head or to let them starve slowly to death out in the woods? You know? I, you know, I think that... I guess the... People look at it as though the the you know animus is not on them that the death happened yes. somehow because a, a hawk got the kitten. But you wouldn't want just... to do it though. I mean, I I understand where they're coming from. I wouldn't want to have to go kill the animal. Um, I mean, I, I yeah. Well, I, have responsibility for your pets. That's right. They've Get that's... them spayed and neutered, as that old guy in some game show said a lot. <laughs> yes, he did. Bob, Bob Barker. Bar- oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Price is right. So I wanted to uh, to follow up on a story here. It looks like the Miami Beach Police Department has issued impressive new guidelines to its officers dealing with citizens who record them or may have recorded a crime uh, as of uh, August the 1st. Now you are you know, the, the police have been issued a memo saying that, uh, well, in fact, you can photograph the police in Miami Beach. So Ooh. We you may. Yep, we always uh, knew you could. Yes, now you yes, may. Yes, you can regardless. Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will at some point take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. The uh, uh, also uh, real quick wanted to mention amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, we heard from Ian earlier in the show, and, um, and he's he's in jail for well, perhaps the next ninety days. Uh, the fact is that uh, Free Talk Live does its advertising, marketing, pr- promoting through the memberships of the Amp program. 
If you would uh, like to get some perks like, um, oh, I don't know, podcasts that don't have commercials in them, the Amplifier call-in line, the uh, Amplifier forum on the BBS, things like that, you can become a member of the uh, be, become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We ask for uh, $3 a month. It helps spread the word of uh, Free Talk Live. Help us out in this uh, this time when uh, Ian is away, day three of his uh, incarceration. And let's go to Shadow in Huntsville. Shadow, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. What's going on? Well, I wanted to make this thing right here. I was just telling the guy that uh, just the, the show that was on before y'all, this one guy called in. And he's talking about Greensboro, North Carolina, and that's something just recently supposed to have happened, where they have one of what they call them these flash uh, mob scenes, you know, with, like started in England and all that. But despite the fact that it happened, the media has a video of it to prove that it happened. All the local authorities are saying that it did not happen, you know. Okay. Now, that, that is really weird. I thought maybe you guys might want to look into that, too. It's strange. So the media says it happens. The local authorities saying, no, no, we had no flash mob. Right, and everything. No, I went through, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I went through both those riots up there. And I guarantee, and my car got hit eight times with eight bullet holes in it. Oh, my. Yeah, I told my parents those were steel-eating termites, you know, about <laughs> What but, uh, uh, where was this in North Carolina? Uh, Nash- Nashville, Tennessee, back then. No, no, but and, Green, uh, Green, Gr- Greenville, North Carolina. The flash mob. Well, now the flash mob just recently. Yeah, that, that's uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. The guy Greensboro. called in. Said, what but, would be the purpose of them denying that this flash mob occurred? Because isn't a flash mob simply a like an impromptu gathering of people? It's not really a riot or a protest or anything. It's just kind of an internet meme. This what he way he was describing it, and uh, you know it was definitely there was some violence that definitely took place. So. That has been happening. Um, so I mean, yeah. in some cases, some flash mobs, uh, you know, some people have used the flash mob meme, the technology, yes, um, for evil, and you know, this yeah, is, obviously this people are going to do that. Right? Happens. So there's nothing that I can find on the internet about this. Well, we'll uh, we'll look into it. Shadow, thanks for the call. Okay, appreciate it. Let's go to Danny in Buffalo, New York. Danny. Hey, Mark, it's Danny Ladoni. How you been? <laughs> Good. Danny, you are the... Uh, Danny Ladoni, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so, hey, um, I was on my way to Buffalo the other day, and I picked up Wednesday night's podcast, so I had some uh, some listening for the road, and I heard all the distressing news. Um, About Ian getting locked up? I think you should rename up? the show. You should rename the show Free Ian Live. Free Ian Live? Gotcha. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't think Mark's well, going to do that. I just want to tell you a funny joke, um, a real-life experience joke I had to If it's not tonight. funny, though, then you, you have to accept an, a punishment of some sort. Okay, all right, that, fair enough. I, I'm willing to wager on this one. Okay. So, all right, I'm, I'm teaching a group of kids about filmmaking in uh, a wilderness nature camp. So we're doing a week of nature filmmaking. And these are 6- to 10-year-old kids. One of them is especially precocious. And uh, he he starts picking up on my mannerisms, and so I give him a phrase to learn. And the phrase is, do as I say, not as I do. Okay. I said, that phrase means you're a hypocrite. And so he repeats after me, do as I say, not as I do. It means hypocrite. So on the last day at camp, his dad comes to pick him up, and he's oh, talking no. about all the things he learned. And I said, what was that phrase I taught you? He said, uh, uh, do as I say, not as I do. I said, that's right. And who says that? He says, a Democrat. 
<laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I think that Democrats or uh, politicians are probably no more hypocritical than the Republicans ones, but uh, it is funny. I'm sure that uh, if his dad was a Republican, it was probably really enjoyed that. There you go. All right. Well, uh, take care of yourselves, guys. Before you go on, Danny, I'm I, you know I would like to know what's going on with playing Columbine. That's the movie you produced. Oh, yeah. uh, the one in which right. I I am uh, I'm in this movie, and therefore right. I am two degrees from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Danny Ladone <laughs> made me two All degrees right. from. Hey, here's the deal. I'm in Buffalo right now because I'm working on my next movie. But playing Columbine, a true story of video game controversy, which you and Ian were in, uh, is available on Netflix. It's also on iTunes. It's also on Amazon. So go to PlainColumbine.com, and you can get the portal to any of those links as well as DVDs. If you want to see Mark and Ian in a movie, this is the best way to do it. Oh, I've seen him in a movie before. I've got to say I'm brilliant in it, too. Just brilliant. Mark is pretty brilliant, you know? <laughs> if he does say cool. so himself. That's He's right. a super genius. <laughs> super Excellent. genius. Thanks, Danny. Excellent. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny that he said that about the Democrat. When I was, I was about six years old, and I went next door to have um, tea with Winnie Johnson. She was a rather fancy lady. It was the neighbor to my grandmother, and I wanted to be, you know, real grown up and sit there and drink my tea with my little pinky up or do whatever I was doing, you know. And gotta so, have that pinky up, right? Now. I don't know what the hell for, but yeah. <laughs> I find I find it's a very comfortable way to drink a drink. <laughs> Well, and have, um, you know, and I was trying to have, you know, adult conversations. So I sure. asked her, now, Ms. Johnson, yes, call me Winneva, Michelle. Winneva, are you a Republican or a hypocrite? You know? <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Not intending to be funny, but that story yeah. got told, you know, for years. I bet they did. How old were you? <laughs> Six. <laughs> Let's go to Todd in Michigan. Todd, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Where's Ian at tonight? I just tuned in. Ian is in jail. This is day three of his incarceration for standing in front of a police officer, police car, and he got obstructing government business or something like that. Got 90 days. Ah, uh, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Well, I, I, I've, I've always considered a little bit of civil disobedience as somewhat of, uh, somewhat of a fasting type of uh, situation. Anyways, I wanted to talk about how Rand Paul's just been totally dissed by the Iowa caucus with the rest of the uh, so-called uh, conservative talk show. Are we talking about Rand Paul or Ron Paul? No, Ron Paul. Ron Paul, okay. Yeah, he pretty. He, I, I thought he stole the show. Well, him and Newt Gingrich, but I, I truly thought that when when he, when he came to uh, when he came to being a true libertarian, he pretty much stole the. The show, yeah, I thought he did really good in the debate. I, I watched it, and uh, you know the foreign policy stuff that he does. You know the the, the rest of them are befuddled, and they don't know how to respond. I thought and so too, absolutely. Yeah. And that uh, uh, Michelle Bachman, the one the one that has all the uh, all the uh, the foster kids that, that that's actually turned turned it into a, into a business. <laughs> into a what? She has what she has. She has like seventy five foster kids. Is that so? I have. I thought it was six. No, I don't know. All right. From, uh, anyways, she, she has a bunch. Okay. And she's pretty much used that as reason, as 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 a way to rebuild the uh, the government for for taking care of those kids. I mean, a, a, a true. I mean, a true libertarian. Or I mean, excuse me, a true conservative would. Uh, would be able to feed those kids on their own. They wouldn't. They they wouldn't overextend the, overextend themselves, 
and expect a handout from the government. Well, are they, if they're the foster off of those kids, if they're foster yeah. kids, then um, a foster kid is a situation where you know the government has taken the child from someone else, and they're uh, you know sort of supposedly temporarily in the care of the government, and somebody takes care of them. And, you know, to me, if in, in that circumstance, I'm not saying I support what the government does in these circumstances, but I, I'm saying that if they get a, uh, a check to take care of somebody's kid, as long as they're doing a good job, I think that they're, a, you know, a good person. I don't think they should be making money off of it as a, you know. I object to the state having custody or having ownership of your kids and granting custody. Todd, we'll talk to you in just a second. Hold the line if you would. It's uh, Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, the Sickle CAI line. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the show about your calls. We know you, you know you're going to do some shopping online. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. There you can uh, link to Amazon, our Amazon link. You can go through there, purchase all the things that Amazon has. Just has just about everything on categories of just about every area of your life. And uh, Free Talk Live gets a little bit, and we could use it. Shop.freetalklive.com. We were talking to Todd in Michigan. Todd, are they still there? Yeah, I'm still here. So, um, just uh, recap briefly. We were talking uh, about uh, what what on went on in the presidential debate. You said Michelle Bachman has a bunch of uh, foster kids, and what was your point on that? Well, I feel that any any type of ward of the state is well. It, I think it's some it's, it's somewhat of a, like an indentured servitude. You've got mail. Like uh, you've got mail. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. I was I, I wanted to pull up the uh, the Michigan campaign for liberty. No problem. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Manchester on August twenty seventh. It's a great big huge uh, meeting going on right there. You know, the libertarians that are listening to this show in Michigan are more than welcome to show up to that. You but, do uh, you yeah. do like that campaign and voting thing, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um. Michelle's going to rank you over the coals over it. I'm it's damn yawn. exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know, the the fact is the political process, lots of people are paying attention Please to Please don't it. say that it works. I'm glad that Ron Paul is in there. I'm glad he's talking about libertarian oriented stuff. If you would have watched that debate, you would have you would have been happy with a lot of the stuff that Ron said. Um, he's he's re, he's rep, he's representing. Yep. And he didn't yeah, fart well, on TV you know, like the other candidate. Oh wait, a candidate. Is not far behind. Yes, <laughs> Rand Paul. I'm sorry, sweetie. Absolutely. <laughs> you and I both know that within probably four to four to six years, he's going to have a better chance at that. Yeah. I don't like Rand Paul as a politician. I liked him. In I, I didn't like that Rand. Um, Rand wasn't as good at articulating the the message of liberty, and I don't feel he felt as free oh, to do so. Come on. 
No, you too, Bob. When he went, when, when he went after, he went after that uh, that EPA administrator about the, the uh, toilets, you know, about the light bulbs. Light bulbs, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's he's done some great stuff. There's there's lots of good stuff that conservatives do out there too. He marketed himself as a conservative rather than standing on for principle like his dad yeah, did. Mainstream mainstream conservatives are they're 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 more they're warmongers. They they, yeah. they like their wars. Sure, they are. I'm just saying that that's what he he represented himself too close to that for my taste. I prefer to have a libertarian uh, pretending to be a conservative or con- a conservative that will uh, lean more libertarian. But I don't feel that I got the the true libertarian representation that his fa- that his father will give. That's what I that's you know that's that's all I've got to say about it. I think it's great that he's in there. He sure beats the heck out of the other guy. All men mellow with age. There you go. All right. Thanks Do a- women? Because I'm waiting. See you you guys. Don't. Have a good night. <laughs> thanks a lot. So you want some good times? Go look up Barney Frank. Uh, farts on live TV. <laughs> Apparently, he was talking with uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, and it was likely the most poignant thing he said all night. <laughs> Justin and Hamline, West Virginia. Oh, Justin, you there? I am here. What's up? Uh, I was uh, calling the well. You know, pretty much compare uh, Ian to Winston Churchill as far as their uh, beliefs and how they stand by them. Ouch. And they love top hats. Okay. (laughs) I'd love to hear the... the, the, the... Okay, it's 1940, you know, England, you know, obviously. But uh, Winston Churchill stood by his beliefs, even with uh, Hitler's Blitzkrieg going through there and pretty much demolishing London. And Ian... Well, I mean, obviously he's taking a 90-day sentence for what he believes so, in. And we we need more leaders like that. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you compare him to, like, Thoreau <laughs> instead of instead of Winston Churchill? Well, because we're not on a show two days ago. Because <laughs> I tried to get through on that fact, you know, a couple of days ago, and I didn't, obviously. Well, but, you know, one thing's for certain. I don't. I don't know how much uh, Winston Churchill stood by his uh, convictions. He, um, you know, I, I, I've studied the guy a little bit. I know a little bit about him. But uh, Ian certainly stands by what he has to say. And uh, well, I mean, yeah, you guys are talking about civil disobedience, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I wrote a uh, <laughs> a very extensive uh, piece on that in high school. Don't how was it accepted? All that. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. I uh, actually had an English teacher who wrote for the uh, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. And he did not like that very much at all. He didn't like the idea of civil disobedience, your, your avocation of it? Is that basically... Yeah, he, he, he was a big government guy. I mean, okay. I don't know who... Uh, yeah, screw him. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He gave me a bad grade. I, uh, I'm actually a commercial driver now. And oh. oh, so you could also be a farmer. <laughs> well, well, I am a farmer. Actually, uh, uh, Mark, you remember the uh, uh, hotbed? Yep. Last, yeah. That, that was me. I wouldn't. I, I don't like you comparing him to Churchill for no other reason other than the photo and the implications of the photo that were taking taken uh, well, in forty five of Churchill with FDR and Stalin when they, you know, the three of them decided how they were going to carve up the carve up Europe and the and Eurasia and everything. I just ugh, they're uh, just three pals, Gallifountain. Yeah, through Europe. Yeah, well, I'm no fan of uh, Roosevelt or Stalin. I mean, I'm clearly a status guy. <laughs> All right, Justin. Let's uh, let's let's move on here and uh, talk to Captain Ned. Captain Ned, you're on the air. Hey, gang, how you doing? 
Absolutely capital, sir. Good, good. Hey, Mark, the show is flowing, man. You're, you're getting it. Thank you. Sounded good. Hey, I was going to touch on Red China's naval ambitions, but I... Touch on Red China's enough. naval. You go right ahead. Go ahead yeah, and talk so... about the... Uh, the uh... <laughs> no, you don't want me to get... There's not enough time. But anyway, I just want to talk about Ian, okay? Uh, oh, no, but Long that... Beach... Have, giving uh, uh, China the Long Beach Pier and all the rights to it and everything is so much more interesting than Ian at this point. Please, uh, enlighten well, us. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's your it's show, all, Ned. All, talk about what you want to talk about. It's, it's all bad. But anyway, I, I think that, I, I, first of all, I hope Tebow will go visit Ian. You know, uh, Tebow, he's in a cage. He can't lunge at you or anything. Just go see him, you know, look at him, talk to him a little bit. I can't you know, imagine you know, Tebow going to see uh Tebow wouldn't even let me give him a hug the other day, all right? Yeah. Well, you know, you guys got to keep working on it, man. Just break, break him down a little bit. You know, I was, I was kidding with him a little bit, and he, 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 he did tell a few little he, – he, he kidded with me a little bit. Start with the donuts, man. I could train a wild hog with giving enough time and donuts. <laughs> I, anyway, so it probably officers. wasn't a good idea for me to tell Officer Sargent that he was obese and that the fact that he had a button missing from the front of his shirt meant that he was dressed slovenly? Yeah, I think you... Well, you're just a concerned citizen, <laughs> Michelle. You know. But anyway, I, I think what Ian could really start doing is like giving instructional classes to his fellow inmates. I mean, up in New Hampshire, I'm sure there's not a lot of gang-on-gang activity. Those guys got to be pretty bored. You know, you could start, you know, informing them on their search and seizure rights, their their uh, the bill of rights. I think that would that might get him sprung quick if he starts getting those guys, you know, going to classes with him, and you know, no, they'll put him in solitary. Yeah. No, I think that he should oh, absolutely do this. Is uh, yeah. you know, spend his time educating inmates on you know uh, what what their rights are under the law and and yeah, things like absolutely. that. How to make a shiv. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he'd be in there that long. Uh, he's not in solitary, is he? No, no, he's out in open population. It took him. Well, I, I thought somebody said something about solitary. But, he would uh, go to solitary if he was causing a disturbance. Oh no, no, no! They can't do that. He just have to file some petitions into the court. You know, mm. yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know? If, just one more thing. Do you know if Ian was able to? Uh, to uh, strike any jurors from that pool, he did strike uh, some government workers uh, that he found out about. So he, yes, he was able to do that. Just one good lady got mouth and he backhanded her good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because uh, that jury selection—that's that's very important. That's what a really good attorney would do. But just my final thought is, uh, like in Jaws, you know, when you're chumming for sharks. Sometimes you end up needing a bigger boat, and I think you guys need a constitutional attorney, man. You're, you're getting to that point where they come in handy. To go in open court is like uh, trying to pull All a right. four-wheel drive. Donate $10,000, and I'll get you your constitutional well, I think, attorney. I think there's guys yeah. who do pro bono work. There's yeah, 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 yeah. Attorneys. No one in this economy is doing pro bono work. Uh, they're not chasing yeah, us around. Donate. Not on that well, level. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I... I think you could get somebody, you know, some old ponytailed, gray-haired, uh, you know, civil rights guy to get in there and do a little work. They've done a little, but uh, I, you know, basically there's a, there there are attorneys that'll do a little work, but they, you know, a lot of them want they want to get paid, and no one's well, I, chasing us around. You know, like I said, there's a there, very few attorneys have been in open court. It's amazing when oh, you yeah. really ask them, you know. And I think some of these younger guys, you know, there's a lot of starving attorneys. Let them get in there. And they have two hundred thousand dollars in in college tuition debt. They're not doing yeah, anything for but, free. But Michelle, they 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 need a chance to get in there and work out on these locals. And uh, I was going to say yokels, but you know. Let them do it. You know, give them a chance. Let them fight these tickets. All that we stuff. haven't said it's, no it's to not a, We're not telling them no. <laughs> they don't exist. Ned, thanks for calling in. Uh, 
Well, that's that's the show. Free Talk Live, day three of Ian's incarceration. We're going to keep it running here. Keep it live for you. Keep the light on for you. (laughs) We'll keep the light on for you. Free Talk Live. Good night.